following podcast may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Hallmark of Greatness Last Orders, the podcast where we look back into the films our Hallmark favourite actors and directors forget they were rather ever involved in. That's not right. I'm Joe and with me as always are my co-hosts. Being forced to sign a register after being kicked out of his local gym for slowly counting all the ladies' bosoms for some reason. It's James. I forgot that he did that. I always forget that they've done that. I just want to forget the whole film. I have to go back and re-listen to it so I can pull out the bits to write these bits. <laughs> and joining us once again, angry and sad at losing his throne after being defeated in Umpapa after having his knockers squeezed red raw, it's Planty. <laughs> I would make one hell of a Denver omelette with my eggs. <laughs> Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Hallmark of Great and Instagram and Facebook at Hallmark of Greatness, you can do because that's a thing that's available to you. How are we? I, I, I'm feeling great, right? I'm feeling fantastic because I'm probably going to murder a monarch this weekend. Uh, is, you heard it here first. Do it. This Evergreen is... episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I feel fantastic because I've got to be honest, and it's very early, early doors to say it, but this is the best film I've watched for you guys. Hands I'm, down. Yeah, quite like this. Hands because... down. It's <laughs> such a great time. It had a very, um, what's he called? Um Ah, Neil Breen vibe of yes. <laughs> that's not by, the first time that's been mentioned either. Written by, directed by, starring. He gets to do a sexy with a lady. It, it's it's web. It's the blueprint of Breen. The Breen print. <laughs> uh, we are, of course, referring to. Nineteen nineties Empire of the Dark. Smooth as fuck. Yeah, boy. Uh, James, do you have a synopsis from the Wheel O synopsis? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I cranked this in, and um, yeah, it's come up with something pretty spectacular. I'm sure you'll agree. Phyllis Empire is a simple village wedding florist who ends up going to a child's sixth birthday party, or else there will be a fatal deviation. As events ensue, Phyllis becomes acquainted with Maximilian Dark, a male scientist who is played by a non-union Gregor Fisher. A crisis ensues. <laughs> Is that me? Am I the <laughs> A crisis ensues when her hair's all silly and the unlikely duo must work together. Will they find her long-lost father appearing from behind a shrub? Perhaps. I mean, what's Gregor Fisher up to nowadays, I wonder? Is he alive? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I think still he is alive. Bits and pieces of BBC Scotland, yeah, for sure. He just didn't turn up in um, Still Game, so like everyone <laughs> yeah. else in Scotland did. Yeah, he's yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Actually, I like the idea of him starring as Maximilian Dark. Yeah, a male scientist. <laughs> I was thinking, is that not an N sixty four game? But of course, that's uh, perfect. <laughs> perfect Dark. Dark. It's Joanna yeah, Dark. Yeah. yeah, it's available on Xbox Live. Um, oh, yeah, I was playing it keep, the other day. Yeah, yeah, keep those suggestions coming in for <laughs> for things. Yeah, to I'll put the thing up again. Um, yeah. The actual synopsis for 1990's Empire of the Dark, not rated on uh, IMDb. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, it's not got a, it's not got a rating. It's not PG. It's not. Yeah, it's just just is. What do you think it is then? This is my question. Sorry to derail, but what lads? What do you think this is? Do you think it's a... I, no? I think that's perfect. I don't know. PG. <laughs> it's terrible, but it's there's there's a sex. There's three sexy ladies and one mm-hmm. lady. 
<laughs> we all know who I'm talking about. In the there's, not there's, a, there's a Roald Dahl's <laughs> The Witches. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stabbing in the in the in the stomach. Yeah, there is a lot of that. I, no, I'm, I'd say PG. I, I'm, I'm saying, well, it's just after Bat. It's a year after Batman, the first Tim Burton Batman, which was the first twelve. So I'm going to argue it might have got twelve. Okay, I agree with that. It's a simpler time. Yeah. Was. Uh, the actual synopsis: A private detective searching for a killer comes across a satanic cult from another dimension, monsters called up from hell, and murderous ninja assassins. Not ninjas, Jowers. That's what they've done there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Because I made a fun game. I downloaded uh, onto my soundboard here the Boudini, and every time one of them fell off something, I played that <laughs> along with it, oh, and it made it so fun. much more fun. Uh, let's get into this. Empire of the Sun, 1990. We open up Stonehenge, where the demons dwell. Um, also not appearing in this film. <laughs> it, it doesn't feature... It, it features again in the opening credits, but they're in America. Well, Canada, yeah. it looks like. Does Canada have a henge of any kind? Canada henge. No, like, because there's Stonehenge, so I'm assuming there's a wood and a straw. There's a wood. Pan- there's a wood. Pancake henge. henge. Yeah. Maple syrup henge. All those things. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, oh, oh, no, actually, I have to answer my own question. Uh, there's a hot red, hot babe in red gossamer. Whoa, babe. And you see some buttocks as she's walking away, and she stands behind a murderous guy with a hood on while another guy gives her a cheeky shoulder massage. And one she's of them says, She's going to be okay. One of them says, Does she expect anything? And the other guy yells, No! <laughs> <laughs> really like right next to her ear. Uh, they say they go on about her being the 20th girl. Uh, no idea what that means at this point. Master no. Arkham is introduced as well. Oh, that was easy. Again, no one's name is introduced in this. I've no, nope. all, all through my notes, I've just got what I've named them through the film. <laughs> when I saw Arkham yeah. come up on the, the and I did, and I, I do use YouTube for the um for the, yeah, the subtractions. Yeah. And when it came up with Arkham, I was like, right, I've I've misheard that as is YouTube. It's something else. It's Alan or something. Um, <laughs> it's, well, it's Alan Arkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did think that there's a guy later on as well. And it, it I know what his name is because I looked it up on IMDB, but it came up with some very creative suggestions. But yeah, we'll get to that. Brian the Grey. He's there as well. Uh, he says that she and an infant will be sacrificed for something to be free. I've written it down as Melia, but I don't I've know. I've got Melius. I've got Melius as well. That's never uh, mentioned again, is it? Is that another uh, name? It's mentioned me? later on when the subtitles yeah. came up with Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> Malcolm the demon. Like, <laughs> yeah, comes out Malcolm, and talks to you about lost Ma- conversion. <laughs> Malcolm the lanky. <laughs> uh, yeah, because he then yells, hear me, Melius. Like that. Uh, and then he stabs the red lass in the yeah, tummy. He, no, he doesn't. He paints her stomach with strawberry jam. Well, yes. And then she passes out. So I assume she's got some sort of berry intolerance. <laughs> <laughs> I live right near it and I've got it. And then faces appear <laughs> above Stonehenge because it's the credits no, no. already. And then he, he puts the no? bloody knife to his face. And then, like, I thought he was going to lick it or something, but he just sort of rubs it on his chin a bit and then puts it down. Uh, then we get mu- not, 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 not to be... Don't miss the fact that the Muppet growls and she looks really shocked. Very shocked. <sighs> shocked to death, some might say. <laughs> I mean, part of the draw of this is that the synopsis did have in right at the end that there's a little demon puppet. And we all just went, yes, please. <laughs> yes. And it, it's right there from the start. And it, 
I'm going to be honest, it, it doesn't disappoint. They're not afraid to show on it like in other ones. They're like, we've got a puppet. We're using it. <laughs> it. Every, and, and the whole, the, every time it comes on, it's like, waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> it is bobbing. Now, uh, I loved the credits here. I yes. thought the credits, I thought the music was good. I thought the credits were in- interesting. I liked the background. And most importantly, it said, based on an original story by credit. Now, the fact that this is based on something, anything, is going to be a first for based my on, time on this podcast. Uh, based on a tune hummed by Garth <laughs> <laughs> Based on some toilet wall graffiti. I mean, there is a story here. It's just poorly told, poorly executed, poorly filmed, poorly acted, poorly directed. Um, there is some special Not effects. edited. Yeah. There, there's one camera shot they keep doing of a slow pan in on someone because that, they press <laughs> that button and they don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> I would yeah, say that most of this film, like 40%, actually, charitably, 40% of this film is just the same thing. <laughs> and, and it's that, yeah. it's that yeah. of demon head. Is it? uh, it's just that over and over again, interspersed with some scenes that they've just glued together. Yeah. Anyway, we cut to a films. police scene. Oh, also, no, there's the two man's heads. And I thought, oh, we're going to get faces for all the main cast. Just those two. Yeah, just those two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. And then yeah, just add them we, to, didn't they? We get um, finally at the end of like the credits, we get also starring guest starring Joseph Pilatos in it as Guy Zupan. You know, Joseph Pilatos. <laughs> How can you have a guest star? Oh. I think this was made for TV. Yeah, I assume so. for prisoners in Guantanamo. <laughs> if, it's just a, if it's a one-off, how can it have it a guest torture. star? <laughs> I'm assuming Joseph Pilato is someone famous, but the, the fact that he's in this film for all of five minutes and I don't know that he was the most famous. I don't I don't know that he was the most famous at the time, but he was in Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of other things. So yeah, I don't know that it was as significant oh. as that by this time. But yeah, I he's just picked a good. random name. Sorry, <laughs> I was just like, yeah, Joseph Pilato, Guy Zupan, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the police station, and we're introduced to Officer Richard Flynn. I've written it down. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely yeah. right. It's oh, the right, one good. name that they never stopped talking about. Non-union Nick Offerman. I put down immediately. Yeah, shit, Ron Swanson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tubby sat Browsdale. Yeah, there's loads. <laughs> yeah, he picks up his phone and we notice in the background that his jurisdiction on the map next to him is the entire world. Yep, he's king, he's <laughs> cop of the world. I don't know. I think this was filmed in someone's house. Um, non-union Gina Davis is yelling at him down the phone. Angela. She's called Angela because he what? never stops yelling, running and yelling, running, running and, and yelling. yelling through the back of a warehouse. Uh, <laughs> she, she's like, come to the Maple Street warehouse, shit Ron Swanson. I need you here. Uh, something's going on. And he goes, oh, that's your husband's warehouse. I'm like, are you allowed to do that as a cop? <laughs> like, people who've scorned you just don't show up. Yeah, um, they have some history. They've broken up. But yeah, he'll come over to her husband's address. She gets kidnapped at that point, And uh, he's like, Angela, Angela. Angela? Uh, and he puts and then the he phone goes, down. And he, women. He <laughs> <laughs> like, looks at the wow. camera and goes, women. I was like, oh, all <laughs> right, Steve. He's strong here. Yeah, Steve Barkett wrote this script. Uh, he had something to prove. She won't let him see the kid. She's turned away and's against him. <laughs> Uh, so he goes over there, he turns up with his nightstick, there's a scream as he's sort of like rapping on the door, and then he um, he goes to the American method. I've, 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 I've got American method of door opening! <laughs> Uh, for I anyone who's not seen back episodes, there are different ways of opening doors. The Irish method is to bash it with a rock. Yes. Uh, what was the other one? Um, I, so many. I don't know. The Italian method. I don't know. I the Italian method was just poke it with a stick, wasn't it? 
something like that. Yeah. But yeah, he just shoots it off. Shoots it. Shoots it with like four bullets. And then later on, he's like, oh, I'm out of bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've only got one bullet. <laughs> the door opens onto a carriage or a workshop or something. It's oh, the weirdest house I've ever kitchen. seen. He shoots, the, he shoots the lock off. And as he kicks the door, he goes, yeah. <laughs> Which I had to rewind several times because it was hilarious. Lady Dragon, this, it ain't. This man is not um, attractive in any way. He looks like he should play like bossa nova keyboards in a seventies lounge band. Like he's not attractive. He's not in shape. Like that like, charisma, he's, he's, he's though. In, he's in ash shape. That shape being <laughs> reduced to clear. Yeah, but he, uh, has, he doesn't have any any lack of women fawning over him. It's because well. you know why? Because he goes, fancy a shag. That's literally his pick-up line of one of them. Come on, let's go and do it, sword fighting lady. She's like, is that, nah. is that what I'm doing wrong? <laughs> He's got bigger uh, problems at the moment, though, because a cult boy comes up and attacks him. Yeah, I've written here, he gets uh, he gets attacked by the Grim Reaper, uh, who mm. gets shot, and, and, and his face becomes a rubber mask. Like, yep. his face is just this melted rubber mask on the ground. Yeah, I I didn't really I didn't know at this point whether that was just a really shit prosthetic no. or whether he was supposed to have like just a cheap mask on it, it turns out it, it it was just terrible um, he shoots him in the knee anyway he uh, does that several times it's that's his favorite his, move it's his, it's his um signature maneuver <laughs> the, sh- the shin shot yeah <laughs> i've written down why is angela's husband living in panadol's den from yes madam <laughs> yeah. there's another film we had where it was just a den of like going on hijinks and stuff uh, he's running about yelling angela angela and she's going uh what's it a big sacrifice with my baby Richard, in the back. Richard, if you could rescue me no no bother though if not her voice was carry though mustn't it both of it did uh he runs down a spiral staircase into the set of 1990s top of the pops <laughs> yeah yeah, that's fair. There's a lot of flashing <laughs> lights and a smoke machine going off. Um, he, he jumps he, he jumps out of Robocop and into John Carter of Mars, doesn't he? <laughs> this funny he, kind of... He, he has literally gone from the industrial zone into Aztec. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he goes through this door that's cut into the side of the building, and I'm like, well, so that's just always there, is it? Uh, and enters this hellscape, it looks the like. Temple of Doom. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the cultist at this point looks really shocked that the woman screaming is screaming and has brought attention and then with glacial speed starts to lower the dagger that he's got in his hand. <laughs> All the while going, Kalima, Shukdiye! <laughs> Sadly, a better film. Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> lack of screaming woman. Although she is screaming quite a bit, but not as Willie does. Yeah, And, and then for the, the first time we get the... Probably one of the main characters in this story is is introduced, which is the rickety bridge. It's an amazing. It does some quality acting. They run across <laughs> this bridge at every available opportunity. Let me just stand on this rickety bridge over a gaping chasm and some lava, and then I'll take aim. Yes. So he runs over, and then he's like, "I've only got one bullet." And instead of shooting the guy who's gonna stab her in the tit. He shoots a random dude. No, because he's going to kill the baby. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. So he's got baby, to choose. Save my baby. Right. And he's like, whatever you say, ma'am. Oh, it's like <laughs> literally Angela's baby. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's Flint's choice. I mean, I'm surprised you didn't get that, Joe, because there are then close-ups of everyone's faces, including a really bored child. Like... <laughs> uh, he shoots the guy goes no <laughs> and then he judo kicks this guy in the face 
and then pistol whips him to death. But it's proper Austin Powers, Judo Kick. Um, police brutality. He, yeah, pistol whips that dude to death. Like, yeah. Uh, and then he just strokes the baby. Just like that, strokes the baby. <laughs> Uh, when they cut to Angela, she's clearly breathing. Yep. All the way through it. She's not old. Well, she is alive, right? so it is canon. <sighs> yeah, but you think she's, she's been stabbed in the heart. Also, inconsistencies in sacrifice. Sacrifice is about ritual and stuff. Stabbing some of them in the tummies, some of them in the tits, is not going to please Melius at all. <laughs> Malcolm. Malcolm. <laughs> Malcolm the demon. I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> so anyway, we put an extension on the extension. <laughs> And the house is in a circle now. Uh, <laughs> and the baby uh, is remarkably calm through all of this. I put it's it, a baby. It's it doesn't everything. scream at all. I mean, that, nope. the, that's yeah. They're, they're either full on screaming or they're not. And this is in a in a period of just being very very calm. He they go over the the bridge of shot. Leaves his gun behind. Yeah, he leaves well, his which gun is an automatic fail. Yeah, he hasn't got any bullets left, has he? He could he he use his last bullet to death with it. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> very true. Leaving the evidence behind <laughs> as he's not a cop. <laughs> He's just murdered someone. Two people. Um, right. Why is nobody... Cons- He's more concerned about getting this baby out than this vast underground cavern of lava that appears to be in a residential area. I know. I thought, you know, their energy bills must be just non-existent, really. That's a river of ooze! <laughs> <laughs> yes. But no, as it turns out, uh, as he runs back to the door, it's a magic door that he only just managed to get through before it closes back up into a piece of um, MDF they've just dropped there. <laughs> the magic of Mr. Film. And rolls on the baby uh, and then spikes it in the ground. And it's a touchdown! <laughs> da, 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 da. And, the, and the baby isn't bothered by any of this. And I thought it must have been given some of that sort of like old-timey medicine or something. <laughs> something that's got whiskey. Like, <laughs> heroin in it. <laughs> Uh, we uh, cut to yeah. 20 years later. Just a smash cut. Not, not only <laughs> is hut. it 20 years later, but it's also uh, 1970s Clint Howard classic TV show Gentle Ben. I was thinking, <laughs> why is why is it sepia tone? <laughs> like someone pressed the sepia button on the camera and it took them two days to turn it off again. And I, I also had to consider, is this, because this film's made in 1990, is this the distant year of 2010? Oh, oh no, I didn't think about that. Or is the film meant to have been 1970 and it's the distant year of 1990? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, an interesting it, point. It feels like a 70s film. Like, I, think, I think that's budget, mostly. <laughs> no, but I mean, the hairstyles, like the moustaches, no one's having those moustaches early 90s, very early 90s. No, early although there those again, cars, though, those cars took me back. I had major nostalgia for Yeah, them but all. that white car on the sexy lane, that was proper 80 car. Mm. Mm. I couldn't tell you what it was, but yeah. Um, anyway. anyway, Flint is now fat, and he's got a '90s wife, Stacy. Uh, not his wife. Not his wife. We find out. But, but that's uh, what I thought at the time. Who wakes him up? She loves waking him up. Off, but at five forty-five, fucking loves waking people <laughs> up. She's like my cat. <laughs> yes, like my cat. And then she's bam out of bed. <laughs> oh, you're so grumpy. And he's like, fuck off. He's got his big ham tits on display as well. Like when he's laid out <laughs> for the ladies. His hairy ham tits. Uh, her hair is amazing, right? Because it's like a helmet of hair. Uh, and then he's doing sword fighting outside with another woman. Uh, what yes. has happened? She's, she's his bang tidy uh, Kurgan instructor. She's she, she's no. tra- she's training him to be uh, a massive uh, Highlander. Now I her mean, name, she is accredited with a name. <laughs> Uh, Jan Bryant, she actually did loads and loads of stunts. She's uh, done stunts for Master and Commander. 
Um, and she, I think it's, I think I've written down 37 stunts she's done across like Hollywood and stuff. Um, so she's really good. She really knows her stuff. And somehow she's in this film. I mean, not she credited might have thought, as anything. I could do acting. I'll have a go at it. And then she went, I don't want to do acting anymore. Just, no, uh, I think she. I think she does, but I think yeah, she sort of teaches other people how to do it as well. Instead, uh, I'm going to tell Russell Crowe how to throw himself across a deck. That's it. Is that the really racist the Russell Crowe one, Master and Commander? Yeah, it's the, the ship Crow one. fighting yeah. around the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Tagger. Um, <laughs> singing songs, <laughs> fighting around the world. Anyway, they have like a bit of a parry with. They've got bro- proper broadswords. They're going at it. Oh yeah, uh, like broadsword as the uh, advert for. Hero Quest used to say, <laughs> that's a reference for nobody. Um, is it not behind, James, your copy of Hero Quest? It is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Well, is it's it better really? than all the stuff that we're packing. The, the, but, yeah. the new one. Um, I'll take it with us, yeah. Um, yeah, he wants to do raucous illicit sex between instructor and student. I've just thought he's just trying a to boss the yeah. Oh, well, she God. goes, what about Stacy? And he's like, oh, well, you know, Stacy's just a side piece. He's just made of side pieces because he's such a lad. We've always been more friends than lovers. And you're like, poor Stacy. I know she's got fucking mental 80s hair, but. But that wouldn't, if only they'd have stabbed her in the head, she'd have been protected later on. True. She's also really, uh, really high up in the investigative journalism world. Apparently so. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. seems like a conflict of interest if he's a detective slash PI and she's a, you know, you know, that doesn't seem to sit well. But there we go. Canada, there's no rules. Just do what you Should want. be fair. Um... Anyway, she fucks <laughs> off and he says, eh, "Must be my breath." Oh yeah. No, it's, it's, like, it's like one of the sort of like sign-offs from the Flintstones or something. Isn't it? <laughs> I, I, I expected a cuckoo or something to go, you think my job sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we've like, because you had a serious acting bit, a woman's been killed, and now you're doing, oh, oh to the camera looks. <laughs> Didn't care for it. Uh, we meet Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a boy trying out a new moustache look. It didn't work. <laughs> when puberty hits, it he's going to look amazing. <laughs> We've we've all tried something out at that age. He turns up at the police station for his fashion crime, and there's plenty of close-ups of people's faces. He sees Detective Eddie Green, who's oh, does anyone want to introduce him? He's, he's bought himself one of those things on his desk that says Eddie Green. Doesn't yeah. even say detective, says Eddie Green. He's like, oh, Detective Green. How do you know he's a detective? How do you know? <laughs> it's because he takes that Eddie Green sign with him everywhere down the pub. Like he just puts it in front of him. Has everyone he, knows. Like has he got like a string like people have on their glasses around his <laughs> neck. You, you know he's a detective because he's got his feet up on the desk and he's got one of them little pipes and he keeps he going. He was. He's like, pip, pip, what, what? <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that pipe. Uh, I do pipe, too. The pipe during the sword fighting is great. <laughs> he's uh, on the call to somebody called Milligan about the slasher cave as well. Yep. Milligan, Irish name, obviously, copper, standard in American <laughs> fare. Ah, what about you? <laughs> um... <laughs> And then, yeah, Dharma's like, uh, I'm Terry Nash. Is that Nash. what we're going with for the film? <laughs> well, it was either or Terry Nash, but well, I've just got Dharma in my notes because I couldn't learn names for this. With, without meaning to step on the old uh, James fact bandwagon, I've got a uh, fact for you. Terry Nash uh, was uh, one of the finalists in 1996's Stars in Your Eyes. <laughs> Right, not this Terry Nash, but a bloke called Terry Nash. But my question for both of you is: Who did Terry Nash walk out of the smoking thing pretending to be? What year? Called in nineteen ninety-six. And it was in the finals, you say? Yeah, yeah. He might have also won it. Nigel Mansell. (laughs) 
Do you know what started their eyes? Well, did you come out and, and, and drive a car around a track? <laughs> well, you look now like him. <laughs> uh, all I can think of is George Michael from that Reeves and Mall. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, unfortunately not. Do you want to guess a, a pop star? I'm going to guess probably. Uh, Jimmy Nail. Go on. Uh, um, Bruce Springsteen. No. Uh, <laughs> your man Terry Nash was and still is performing in 2022 as Meatloaf. Oh, lovely. Oh, wait, He is I... at Fancy Farm Portland Presents Music Festival. Fancy's Farm, 9th of July, 2020. Live music all day featuring Weymouth Bay Rockers, The Brothers Grimm, Barbara Geiser, Skint Imperials, Ballots of Power, Grebo, Stereoonics, Moondog, Scatmandu, Sexy Hooligans, Sugar Rush, Stony Cross, Guitar Medillos, and headlining Terry Nash as Meatloaf. Oh, well done, M-double-E-T Loaf. I mean, my my first take on that is that the band that call themselves Balance of Power have just gone way too seriously (laughs) with their band name for that list. Skin Imperials is a a fucking tremendous name. (laughs) There should be a ska band called Skin Imperials. (laughs) Because that's a banger. If Scatmandu isn't a um, isn't John an, Eastern, an Eastern Asian Scatman tribute band, I will be furious. He comes out, does Scatman's World, and then leaves because there's no other songs. <laughs> wow, Skin Imperials. Oh, mate. All I need to do is start a rival band, call them that, and get more successful than them, and then I can have the name. That was a nice detail, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm, <laughs> now you say Terry Nash. I'm, it rings a bell. I remember watching that, I think. There you go. Um yeah, these Terry Nash. What is the, what is the boy? Why is he there? Why is he there? I don't know. He keeps right. trying to he's he's trying Oh no, he's no he's out. gone in. He's gone in. He's gone in because he needs Flynn yeah. to um to recognize him, but Flynn's not answering him. And he's like, but that doesn't sound like him. Maybe you're a prick. <laughs> maybe maybe you're a maybe you're a really <laughs> unlikable kid with shit pack. Yeah, he yeah. says uh, though that he's uh, he runs his own detection agency down at Lava Springs. Uh, this town is Lava Springs, so it's not it makes a lot of sense. It, it's got like a geographical relationship okay. to hell, right? Which yeah. doesn't doesn't make sense. So like uh, just abandon like that. Anyway, uh, Flynn is now apparently dog the bounty hunter. He, he gets people for bounty apparently. <laughs> I did think that Probably was a like strange way ba- of putting it. Bounty bars. I don't the know. The dark chocolate ones. I've always quite liked. This. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where so he's, he's a baby. And, really? and uh, Eddie says, so you're the baby. And he says, I was. <laughs> Great line. <laughs> I grew up. <laughs> I've got this moustache and everything. I was, but as you saw in the last <laughs> it scene, off. it's now 20 years later. <laughs> Takes his moustache off, puts it on his eyebrow for a laugh. You know? <laughs> and all of a sudden he looks like the tiny bored child from the previous scene. <laughs> it's a magic moustache. Yeah, uh, he's the daughter of Angela Nash, and that happens. Uh, we cut to... Uh, kitchen scene. Richard Flynn in his kitchen. Yeah. yeah. So much cupboard space. I'm quite jealous. Mm, was a bit no jealous. doors well, on any right, of yeah. the cupboards. Yeah, no doors. Uh, Think of the dust. She uh, she she rattles about a bit because she's a little bit unnerved, and it <laughs> goes to Flint's face. He's shocked that she's making this noise at six o'clock in the morning. Uh, got, no, there's some very good empty cup acting by all of them. Because, uh, <laughs> her, both those cups are clearly empty. She puts it down, and it goes clonk like there's no in it. Um, we see that Richard keeps his gun on the breadboard just in case he needs to jump. Where it I up keep mine in an emergency, um, and then like. 
Oh, he he has. She says that she's going off. So she's been sent by her paper to see psychic investigator Guy Zupan, which the subtitles on YouTube really struggled with throughout this entire film. I was certain he was called Mr. Japan. (laughs) I was certain of it. It's just like Mr. International or something. Yes. Mr. Worldwide. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Mr. Worldwide, but only a certain part of Worldwide. Well, all of it is Richard's jurisdiction. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, It's about the demon slasher case uh, that's had several female victims so far. 20 of them. Um, She goes out and he picks up. I thought it was from a purse, but was it just a picture that was on the floor of the kitchen? I think it was a wallet. wallet. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I'll always love you. I'll always love you. I'll always love you. I'll always love you. Stop saying I'll always love you. Stop it. (laughs) No, I'm saying it and my voice is echoing as well. I'll always love you. (laughs) Yeah, he he remembers her from that. That he carries around with him every day. He's carrying around a picture of a dead woman in his wallet while he's current. Everyone's okay. I don't know. It was weird. But she will always love him, Joe. (laughs) I mean, did you not just hear? Um, it, it, it's no, no, it's got sent, sentimental value. It always reminds him of how he boned that chick that one yeah. time because it cuts to a bedroom scene. Oh, mate, this had very big the room energy, didn't yes, it? Yes, it did. It, they didn't even appear to have a sheet on that mattress, and that really oh. gave me the cringe. Oh. Put a sheet on the mattress if you minimum can. Minimum at least put a towel down. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, uh. Oh. There again, saying that, Richard. No, probably not. Um, this reveals in the voiceover. Yes, Angela. We get a lot of information dumped on us here. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, she wants to go off and marry Brian, who's got his own cult and everything. Yeah, <laughs> who is also not featured in this film. Don't see Brian. No, um, but there's fine. a photo of him, and then he might be one of the blokes under the hood, but we don't. Know. Yeah, I thought he was the beardy bloke, but I don't know. oh. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, you've, 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 yeah, you've, you've. I mean, you say that like I it's a major revelation. No, it was I have a, sort of, no, I, I did point about this later because someone gets killed and then reappears later on, but they can re- regenerate, can't they? Well, I mean, we're getting Apparently. into the fact that he stabs like a beardy bloke, but then when the beardy bloke falls backwards, he's got a hood on, so you can't see his face, and it's like, uh, they're all interchangeable I mean, yeah. at a given level. Uh, aren't he they? does this this incredibly long sort of sex scene where you don't see now, and it looks awkward, and no one looks into it apart from Steve Barkett, who's playing Richard Flynn. Like, He's wrote this to fulfill his his little weird fantasy. Um, And then next day, in the supermarket for crime of the century. (laughs) Hanging out in the meat section. Oh, aren't we just? He's following non-union Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, yeah. Yeah, who's fallen on hard times. He's wearing this coat like Marge in the Candy Expo episode of The Simpsons. It's the it's the liquor holiday shop. I is that what it's that? called? I was like, Wait, so, yeah, it said holiday, and then it was liquor in the corner. Uh, yeah. I mean, if she, it is a holiday after all, so yeah. she deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, yes, this Angela? man has wanted. He's wanted by the FBI because he's got it in a binder of <laughs> yeah. men Badly wanted by the coffee. FBI. And oh, okay. with his fingerprints, for some reason, why does he have his fingerprints in the binder? So Although he, he looked like, him. yeah, he looked like the they were Ben Grimm fingerprints. They weren't like normal fingerprints; <laughs> they were massive. He did the whole finger side to side, <laughs> from nail to nail. Uh, <laughs> Like when you, on your old phones when you used to have the thumbprinting and you had to yep. rotate it all the way around. 
Eddie and um, uh, Terry rock up as well, and they see Flynn's car, which they identify and think, oh, he's gone shopping. So they go inside. And they well, promptly yeah. park badly next to his car. Like, yeah. they're quite blatant. They make a gun, though, isn't it? They? <laughs> <laughs> they're cops. They'll get away Who with it. Gonna, yeah. Who's, yeah. Yeah, who's going to give him a ticket? He goes around just pilfering stuff, like random things. Yeah, like tin of meat for the cat. <laughs> Bachelor super noodles, yeah. <laughs> Uh, while all the round all this, Richard is following him round, going jumping yeah, out from behind like bread bins and shit, like, <laughs> putting stuff in a trolley. That made me laugh because that's someone's trolley. He's just nicked. Yeah. They've got half their week shopping from liquor holidays. <laughs> uh, so it's just Christmas cards and booze. I'm guessing. <laughs> And he's just half-inched it. Oh, the worst kind of dog. Flynn um, was ready to, like, pounce on him as well while he's by the bacon aisle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> breakfast food, Ron Swanson can't keep away. Oh, that's it, yeah. <laughs> um, which I thought was an incredibly dangerous move anyway, even if it had gone to plan. You'd, you'd isolate him once he was out of the supermarket. That's the least dangerous place to collar yeah. him. Dog hey, the bounty hunter. He's not a good bounty hunter because he gets the police involved, so he's got to share his cut with them. Uh, anyway, what throws this plan <laughs> off? Does anybody know? Uh, is when one of them comes around the corner and goes, Ah, Richard Flynn, you fucking prick. <laughs> Eddie just turns around and goes, Hi, so alarmingly that the shifty man immediately pulls out his shotgun a and starts blasting. That he's got up his coat. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he brought it in with him or if that was just on a shotgun aisle, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is America, so sure. He shot it and it was loaded. Uh, he lifted that up. Yeah. <laughs> How has he got so much room for shoplifting when his pockets are full of guns? <laughs> <laughs> it isn't the only gun he's got. No, that's no, because he runs. He runs around shooting this shotgun willy nilly. He explodes some bread, yes. um, <laughs> uh, and then the shotgun runs out, and he pulls out a pistol. He, by this point, he's taken a few bullets. I mean, he just soaks up bullets. This guy. He's a destiny raid boss. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I noticed that, uh, yeah, Flynn still manages to manoeuvre them back to that section again so that he could just pick up that bacon that he wanted to pick up in the first place. He's doing his shopping while he's here. It's what you call working smart, not hard. <laughs> Life hack. If in an ongoing active shooter situation, try and get your shopping in at the same time. Exactly. The cashiers will be so distraught that they won't charge you for you it for free. you picked up. Yeah, this, but at this point, there's this there's this mum and kid of turned up at this point <laughs> to, to get their bread and uh, and what and the kid she gets she gets it in the face <laughs> and the kid gets grabbed please help my daughter punch yeah <laughs> why are we helping children it's like constantly help my child forget me help my child Flynn thinks this as well because we get like echoes of save my baby please yeah. in yeah. the background so Thanks he's clearly going <laughs> <laughs> going through some stuff. He points his gun at him, and uh, Eddie's like, "Don't not point your gun at him." And he's like, "What is happening?" I'm just remembering that woman getting punched. It's making me laugh. <laughs> uh, Stover, I think his name is. This guy gives him an ultimatum, and if there's one thing that Flynn doesn't like, it's an ultimatum. <laughs> anyway, regardless of all of that, Terry throws a bap at him. <laughs> now, I liked this very much because it's just just like enough of a distraction to stop him and then they just blow him away all i could think was oh dearie it was a run by loafing <laughs> why why did he throw it like a grenade because he like cowers afterwards as though the bat will detonate <laughs> he's gluten intolerant it's yeah it's the bread of destruction uh they absolutely leather the shite out of him with bullets um he drops to the ground and it turns out that eddie has killed a man while wearing fingerless gloves in public that's not allowed like fagin 
Uh, he looks good down there. That's where he belongs. Yeah, because he's in amongst the bog roll, isn't he? <laughs> with, with a cob on his chest. <laughs> Bury me with my bread. Uh, and all, nobody. As, as they're walking round, as they're walking round uh, past the incredible edibles aisle, which <laughs> mm-hmm. nowadays is, means a different thing. Some old guy fucking runs around the corner with a massive gun, and they're like, "Don't worry, we've handled it." Who's this old fucker? This is, this is Freddy, the fifties race car driver. <laughs> <laughs> I've just turned up to to, to shoot the fuck out of this guy. The fix is in and the noodles are boiling. <laughs> boiling, I tell you. It's about a baby duck who's got its head stuck in a stewed potato. Um, <laughs> and then we cut to um, Joseph Palato as Guy Zupan, which is just Joseph Palato in an old man's wig. Mr. Japan, anyone? <laughs> well, I'm right here. Mr. Well, Mr. Japan. That- Mr. Japan's a bit on the nose, but it's too like because he's not right. It's actually not. Uh, yeah, so Stacy's interviewing him. He explains what's happened with this cult of the slashing. Oh, and the 20 murdered girls, yeah. There's 10 girls murdered and 10 more will die, he yeah. says. And you know that you can trust what he says because he's posh. He's got a mantelpiece and everything. And unlike my dad, he didn't steal it from a skip. There you go. <laughs> And one of those murdered girls, she was my daughter. The last in red, whose bottom we saw earlier, was his daughter. Was she Miss Japan 1990? But none of that works anymore. I've got loads of wasted (laughs) notes here. Can anyone explain to me why he walks like a crab to go and get a bottle of Prosecco? In the middle of it. Because he's old. He's supposed to be old and wise, but it's clearly a young man with like some talcum powder on his face and an old man wig (laughs) on. Some biscuits taped to his... (laughs) Shitty zombies. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's it's Palato's daughter who was the red lass who got murdered 20 years ago. 20 years he's been following them. Ah, now, that woman in red was the 20th girl, but he says that 10 girls have died and 10 more will die. Yeah. So she every, can't be the 20th. Every 20 years they sacrifice 20 more. It's like tombs in the X-Files. Oh, oh so it was the 20th of that iteration. And, yeah, oh, okay. because, they, because they stole the baby... The, the ceremony didn't go to plan and so Milios couldn't come up. Whatever that big monster running about is, I don't think that is Milios. I thought it was sense. supposed to be Satan. I, who knows? I mean, don't worry about it. But yeah, because the because the ceremony wasn't fulfilled last time, they have to kill 20... You have to start again, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you, fuck it up. You, you mentioned a woman in red and without means to take it back, um, in 1999, Ian Moore <laughs> won Stars in the Rice... By singing Lady in Red. <laughs> There's a reason they're called James Facts and not Platinum Facts. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all for the stars. They're all very stars in their eyes oriented. That's <laughs> what Absolutely. I yeah. I uh, remember there was some woman blacked up as Dion Warwick once and it was accepted because he's the night. Completely yeah, unacceptable. It's just a lot of old days who've been wheeled out from, from a shopping centre, innit? Just put one a coach. Get her out. Oh, great. Yeah, uh, I can Kurt assure Cobain you, having, having worked briefly on work experience at Carlton Television in Nottingham, that's what every single show was, whether it was. Um, uh, whether it was the shopping one, the families guessing question one, uh, the uh, yeah. Frank Stapleton on a nine o'clock morning one. Yeah, they oh, were all just oh. people that didn't want to be there. What was he? John Stapleton. I once called him Frank, thinking he was the Man United centre forward. Frank Stapleton. John Stapleton. John Stapleton, yes. Yeah, yeah crap. Uh, all of it crap. Nobody yeah. wants to be there. They're either students or old people that have absolutely no idea they've been kidnapped for an afternoon. 
bit behind the curtain for you there, lads. That's fine, yeah. It takes some of the sheen off it, but there we go. Uh, we get more ham tits as he's just like laying in his bed thinking of, of stuff I've got here. And then... Is this where he sees Angela as an apparition? Yeah, he goes to sleep and she comes to him in the dream and it's like, because oh, she's not really dead, it turns out. I mean, it wouldn't stop him, would it? No. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to uh, a sexy couple, young couple getting it on in the car. Yeah, make out point. What yeah. was that noise? <laughs> Just my shorts expanding. <laughs> oh, son. Uh, non-union, jo- non-union John Travolta is a sex pest. <laughs> I thought it was non-union John Travolta. Yeah, all I could think was, uh, oh, baby, now my shirt's getting itchy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this, it's just what's that noise outside? And he goes, probably a rabbit or something. We are how, in the forest. How big is this thing? Because when it's looking at them first, it's like at ground level, but then yeah. when it appears, it's like dinosaur island size. Yeah, it is. It mm. is very different numbers. I initially wrote it's a hundred foot tall, and and then I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you had to dial that back a bit. It did, yeah. <laughs> it does yeah. a murder on John Travolta. A couple of it, pups, it all, pups all red on him. It wiggles him to death, is what it I thought. <laughs> and then he spits Listen, some jam. Yeah. It, worked, it worked for Louise Woodward, shaking people to death. <laughs> Keep it light, Joe. It's a reference for fucking nobody. Oh, it's a brilliant. It's a belter of a reference for Tom. That's what that is. Great. Um, how big is this thing? He's got a red in him. And then I've put, she's, she's talking to some sort of psychic in a glittery dress. Uh, the investigative reporter, um, Stacy, is it? Yeah. Um, and I've just put, this has got really big fatal deviation vibes about it. It does. <laughs> it definitely does, yeah. And because does anybody want to guess what Guy Zupan is guessed as on uh, on YouTube subtitles? Did oh. you get the spark? Um, I've st- I'm still with Mr. Japan. I-, I maybe missed this bit. Guy Zupan. Guys have pants. <laughs> 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 Unless, unless they're expanding, of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, he advises he goes to meet Madame Olenska, so she immediately goes off to see her. Yeah, uh, and we get more and more plot dumped on us. I don't know if I've got a uh, Just Madame Olenska. Oh yeah. So um, does anybody recognise her? No. She is Carolyn or Caroline from the Alienator, one of the students, the the the, the very emotionally fragile one. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. yeah, another connection. Must be wow. shagging Fred Olin Ray. <laughs> well, well yeah. or not? Mm. Uh, yeah, we get a big old plot dump here about all this. <laughs> the cult are called the Perennials. Oh, why is that? <laughs> <laughs> Go up the garden center. I tell you, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, yeah, sadistic uh, and savage religion as old as man itself. They never die. Uh, they clone themselves and can only be truly killed by Sacred Steel, which is my new band name as well. <laughs> oh, you can, you can come and tour with uh, the Skint Imperial. <laughs> <laughs> they, they clone themselves like Barbara Streisand does with her dogs. Yes, apparently. Yeah. No, but they don't, they don't. She says not through scientific ways. So I don't yeah, know. It, I don't understand what is, that means. She is, she is, she is so good at bullshit. If you just concentrate on comedian. her lines, it means absolutely they're nothing. They're <laughs> yeah. all the same. You ring, you ring, oh, you ring 090-723-789, and you've got to wait six minutes before she even tells you what is your favourite colour is. Is that not the priest hotline from Father <laughs> <laughs> um, Stupid priest. <laughs> Madame oh, O get says... Get off the line! <laughs> Stacey says that she's never heard of this gang before, and Madame O says that you can only read about them in old German and English books like a hipster. Uh, so why is she <laughs> reading Dante? 
Dante. <laughs> yeah. um, Make look, a big deal out of that. When she's when they're talking to the madame, right? The camera's in a fixed position. Whenever it cuts to Stacy, it does the same slow pan over and over again. Like they just went, just do your reaction lines, and we'll just reset after each one. It's, it's, it made me feel a bit nauseous because the camera. Was, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I know what you mean. Um, then perennials are directly linked to Satan and are his children or soldiers or child soldiers. Oh, nice. Kone, 2012. <laughs> yeah. Jacking it, jacking it, jacking <laughs> Do you know what? I massively zoned out here because I'm looking at my notes and I'm going, I haven't got notes for the five and a half minutes. <laughs> oh, well, that's the fact. The next five and a half minutes is the fight scene in the park. Oh, well, yeah, I love yes, this. Yes, but there's a little bit where at some point somebody says to the other person, there's been a murder. And I was like, no, I think you'll find it's pronounced murder. It's <laughs> fucked up. That's, yeah, yeah, that's within his jurisdiction as well. So, <laughs> wouldn't be on the south side of Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, Flynn for some reason finds a woman in a car in distress and moves in for some action. This is unrelated. I don't know why he's flying. Goes all bad, lieutenant, for a second. <laughs> It's right near to where Make Out Point was, and yep. these people got murdered the night before. It's a GTA 5 kind of uh, NPC mission, isn't it? <laughs> and all of a sudden, yeah. when he goes to go and help her, all these uh, all these Jowers turn up. Oh, Lanky mate. Jowers. The Jowers. My, the thing that got me was his reaction time, because she puts the bonnet up, and she goes to knife him while he's looking at it. And he immediately just turns around and lamps her one But she goes face. to knife him really slowly. She's like the guy... At the They've beginning. got that yeah. thing about them, that cult. They're the slow knife call. Ceremony, mate. Ceremony, pomp, circumstance. We're British. We're good at that. As today has proved. Yeah. This is they, recorded I've... on, on uh, the Queen's Jubilee Day. Oh, so bless that's, her. That's why I... everyone's angry. <laughs> like, like you, Joe, I've written Jowers and I've written Untini, but now all I can think is they're like that video um, for the 90s monk chants songs. Do you know the ones with the Gregorian oh, chanting? Good, yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Right, they just look like napkins. To, to disco beats, yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Panpipes. Victoria Wood, that isn't it? Anyway, um, yeah, he just has he, all these jowers come at him with swords and he just opens fire on them. Like, Until he runs out of bullets again, and then he does a little run. <laughs> he does a run away. There's a bit of a fight near a stone. He shoots one of them in the shin again. <laughs> so he's got to get his signature moving. Like, it's like wrestling. Um, he runs out of bullets, he, and then they have a sword fight, which is why he's been training with um, Stacey Brent, the sword yes, lady. But, no, Stacey, but wait. Sword trainer. But, but wait, because he's only been trained to fight one at a time, guys. <laughs> so... It's Power Rangers rules, yeah? All form a circle and they go in one at a time instead of just rushing the fuck out of him. Um, he's a bit too chunky to be doing action sequences. Like not not to body shame him, but he looks he like right, a joint though. of beef. It's okay. He's I mean, I identified with him. On a waterfall. <laughs> um, he gets chased by one of the Jawas who was picked up two swords and he's dual wielding. I yes, thought... Yes, he is. And it's doing I... good, like, womp, 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 noises <laughs> in the was, background. He was doing spinnies <laughs> across the bridge. I thought, oh, we're going to get, like, a good, like, he's the good fighter. We're going to get some parry. Nope. He just he fucking just boots him off the bridge. Well, there's this bit where he's at the waterfall. I just, I looked at it. I was like, <laughs> I, so I told you I didn't kill my wife. I I don't care. And he jumps and into himself a whole 10 feet down the river. Into what is an ornamental fountain? Like, it's not, you couldn't hide in that. I'm sorry, there's no way. You like, they, um, you go underwater they... and you swim for distance and then they can't get you. 
they could have literally thrown stones at him and he would have hit. He gets um, back well, into his this... house and he's just steaming like a fucking dog that's been in the river. <laughs> oh no, that's later on. That's when he becomes, oh, no. yeah, that's well... when he becomes King Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he um he he sort of dives out of that into a quarry and it's <laughs> the snow everywhere. It's like he's entered a yeah, different biome or something. Kicking, he's kicking people into this snowy bit of which is obviously <laughs> just the bit that the sun hasn't yet gotten to that day. Yeah. Oh right, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, we visit the singing nun. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's like the uh, most Canadian French nun ever. Now, I mean, it is on. the Church of the Blessed Saint or something like that. He's been told to meet Sister Mary in Sister Mary's office, nine o'clock, by Eddie on the phone, several scenes before. And he's in this fight, goes through all of that, ends up in a river, and then he just makes it. He makes the appointment, nine yeah. o'clock. He's got a new shirt on and everything. The nuns are quite nice, but they won't let me oot. <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, it's, they basically uh, explained that she explains to him because uh, Jeffrey Dahmer's there as well. <laughs> yeah, everyone's there. He's got oh, by the way, his his fresh freshly uh, ironed shirt and everything. He, he's done it two buttons down as well, so you can see his hairy chest for all the nuns. He's ham tits out, yeah, for the for the lasses. <laughs> If you're going to do two, you may as well do three. And then three's the new four. So. If, if you remember Sister Wendy, she loved a bit of naked action. Oh, didn't she? She was, oh Sister Wendy does art. Yeah. That Friday before all the comedy came on BBC Two. That, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You'd always get the last five minutes yeah. when you're waiting for the fast show. Anyway, old men remember things. We'll be back next week. <laughs> um, and they, they explain that someone keeps trying to kidnap Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, he's, he's had two attempts on kidnapping and he's managed to avoid them both so far. Is it not the other way around in reality? Is Jeffrey well, Dahmer? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and then the, the nun swears. And I've just got the yes. nun's done a swear. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she says it's bullshit. Um, Flynn doesn't really want to know about the, the um Jeffrey Dahmer's got this picture, hasn't he? Yeah. That shows the two men that he killed twenty years ago, mm-hmm. alive and well in front of a new car. Um that car wasn't with a around, picture though. of today's newspaper. <laughs> yeah, it's a fifty-two plate. Yeah, we've got it. Um, uh, so yeah, he gets all worked up and the nun goes, Oh, that's bullshit. And then it, he storms off because, you know, no kind of nun swearing. Uh, back Christ in the fiery Jim. cave of doom. The nun should have hit him with a big stick. That would have been better. <laughs> well, somebody does hit him with a big stick. Well, yeah. Um, uh, we're yeah. back in the Temple of Doom at this point, and yep. non-union Fred Savage is being whipped to death. They make a lot out of that whip, though, don't they? They, they like a whip, stuff. don't they? There's quite a few whips. The whip Ron Swanson, right? Yeah. They do, yeah. That, I mean, that was off. the scene that made me feel the most uncomfortable, if I'm honest. <laughs> Um, and then he's like, "Oh, you you let him get away," uh, and he then he sort of stabs him in the back, but he does a slow because obviously then a slow stab. Very very slow. Name. But then as he comes down, he puts the blade in, up into his wrist because like they didn't even want to pretend he was stabbing him. <laughs> it's so weird with his knife he's got from one of those scary shots in the Affleck Palace. Yeah, they um, want Flynn and Eddie to be dead so that they can get the kid Jeffrey Dahmer. They, yes, they're after him. Very um, important to this ritual. Because he is the baby from before. If you, if you rip that moustache off, he is that baby. So. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. <laughs> um, it turns out that Richard is Terry's dad. The, the nun yeah. told Terry, but she, she swore an oath to Angela that she would never tell Richard. So, in a way, she sort of got around it by telling Terry, knowing what a big gossip he is. <laughs> and, yeah. of course, it's his son. They've both got the same tash. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Flynn at this moment is asleep in the woods for some reason. Not gone home. 
presumably he thought they would track him down at home and he thought that a big massive fire in the woods would be less conspicuous so he's there sees an apparition of angela again and then eddie sneaks up on him and uh he flipped eddie over he's, he he's lucky he doesn't get him. thrown into the fire he is especially with all that rum he's next as well <laughs> it's not a good mix uh, it feels weird because he took up fencing and then decided to take up broadswords two years ago and finally got to use that skill. Yeah, and that is the epiphany that he needs. So, sorry, what? No, just when they attacked me with broadswords. Broadswords. Yeah, that, that that makes it all fit into place. Like, no, yeah. that wouldn't ever happen in real life. So everything yeah. must be true. I mean, imagine if he'd decided to pick up flower arranging and then they attacked him with claymores. How would he get on with that? <laughs> oh, I mean, in Fatal Deviation, there is a very good scene where there is flower arranging going on. There is. So, yeah. There's a lot of Fatal Deviation in this for me. Spiritually. Oh, yeah. He's hanging out in the woods near a fire. There's monks. It, it's, it's Fatal Deviation with none of the charm. And that's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. At this point, do they kill Stacy? I wondered if it was her because she isn't shown again. I but couldn't really is. tell, to be honest, if it was. Her. I thought it was Stacy because they had the same haircut. So they do another murder of someone who I think must be between between ten and twenty of the murders. At this I don't point. know because they didn't linger on her face to put it. No. Now I, don't, I, now, I, now I look at it, I don't think it is. Um, because it doesn't she go and visit Madame Aleska again? Oh, then, yeah, yeah, no, she does appear later on. So it's just, yeah, it's this random woman and the camera glides all the way down her negligee. Um, same one, same red yeah. negligee. Yeah, Not ceremonial negligee. Golly. <laughs> <laughs> There's a demon roaring in the background as well. Oh, that, Loves that, it. Having a great that, time, that lad. It's at that point I wrote legend that's let itself go a bit. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, right. Then this fucking woman again, right? She says every 20, because it's the 20 years thing. It's 20, every 20 years, the planets align. Uh, yeah. To perform this sacrifice. That's bullshit. Well, yes. <laughs> it's about every hundred years or so, about six planets will line up. Somebody's done their facts, yeah. This, this is the um, bit that's in red in my notes. It, it, well, <laughs> it doesn't even make sense because, it, yeah, 20 years, 20 sacrifices. There's nine planets. So, well, there was nine at the time. There's eight it was. Now, we yeah, lost one. Right. Then no, we got it back. It's back. Is it back? It's yeah. Oh, we called it. It's, called it at the back a, door. Yeah, like, it's yeah. back and it's got a it's got a funky hat now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I want it. I want it's it. It's got a moustache now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, because yeah. then Stacy goes to see... Um, Madame Aleska, but uh, what I heard it as was she opens you because the lights off. Uh, what I heard it was was who's a molester. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Are you goes, making the YouTube uh, subtitles? <laughs> that was just Lester. me going, can I change this to something a bit funnier? Um, yeah. I mean, you've got the beginnings of a rap about her, I suppose. <laughs> but yeah, I, I suppose there's, there's some other things about this as well. Like is, he has a heart to heart finally with his son, Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah. who reveals that he has premonitions that are completely useless. Angela turns up and says, you're in danger. There's somebody coming to get you sort of thing, but not specifically what the danger is. So he has to get his way out of it. Also, just um, before he's in danger every time it's like minimum yeah. warning yeah madame aleska was was kind of pointing out that angela is still very much alive and she's in deep in the center of the earth she said we must like, journey to it yeah, yeah. Mm. uh but then later on yeah stacy goes to see um her answer molester and it's all in shadow. She's sat in the corner. Are you in a trance? He says she oh, touches yeah. her hand and then a fucking head falls off <laughs> 
Christ right, but that's, that's not that's <laughs> not their mo. They don't cut heads no. off. They stab bellies or tits. <laughs> or tits. Yeah, but it was it was very ambitious for the film. I thought, all right, yeah, they they probably wrote the whole film around that one scene that they had. <laughs> it just made me laugh. It just plops off, and she goes. Ah! <laughs> but then Richard and Terry and Eddie show up. And Stacy's like crying on the couch. She's inconsolable. And they're like, right now, now we've got to do a training montage of sorts. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Well, I got a little bit skeptical of this bit because uh, it said that they must prepare them to fight them in a way that will end this evil. And I thought, oh no, it's not going to be that scene from the last one, is it? <laughs> when they're all in the stream. <laughs> the great oh, one. Can you imagine? Oh, Richard Flynn's. Oh, no, don't, don't flapping do. around oh, the joint. Uh, yeah, we get a training in a, in a spunky, uh, in, a, in a spunky jacuzzi. Oh. Uh, yeah, don't watch, get, don't watch that film. No, a, a training montage of them fucking about with uh, swords, uh, with the sword trainer. Uh, there's a shot of a wolf, which I liked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then while they're doing sword fighting training, Eddie's got a pipe on the go as well. He's, yes, he's, he's got his pipe. Back. He's, he's not getting. He's not fucking. He's having his nicotine. Right. Sister Mary's involved as well. How's she involved? <laughs> She's blessing weapons left, right, and centre, mate. Uh, weapons, yeah. And instead of blessing up like a load of swords or something, she gets um, Dharma and Richard to cross their swords into a cross, cross, and then blesses them. And I was like, "Yeah, if they join the cross, it starts together, and lightning shoots out. I'm going to shit my pants." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, his whole plan, by the way, with Flynn is that they're going to sit there and do nothing mm. and let Arkham make them first move. Yeah. Now, if Arkham kills the 20th, uh, Madame Maleska was saying, if they kill the 20th lady in red, then it's only a matter of time before they will finish the ritual. Yeah. So they, they've got no, there's, there's no reason to wait this out. They need to do stuff before people you need get to be murdered. proactive, yeah. And as a policeman, that's kind of Eddie's job as well. He's not a policeman, he's a PI. He was a cop and now he's a PI. You're right. He's off the case. And about no, 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 you, you're off the case. Eddie, Eddie is uh, Oh, Eddie's a cop on the Eddie's, force. Yeah, yeah, Eddie's well on the force. Oh no, yeah, but I have no illusions about Flynn. He's a dickhead. <laughs> yeah. So Eddie, they're 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 in this cabin, the uh, gentleman's cabin. And they finish sword practicing, and Eddie says he's going to go and get some sack time. Don't know what oh, that yeah, means. That. Is he having a look? The sword instructor there is there. Yeah, that yeah, lady, well, she's back. Yeah. So and she walks off. Eddie then says he wants some sack time. So I didn't know if that had something to do with her or not. Maybe. And then, but, uh, Terry just, uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, plain just doesn't want anything to do with his dad because he just wanders off. He just says, yeah, I'm going to go. Um, Richards is like, let everyone know that you're inside and stay close to Eddie unless he's getting some sack time. Let Freddie and Dan know. Let Freddie and Dan know. Freddie and like, Dan. Freddie and Dan? Freddie and Dan. I think Dan is the old boy from the supermarket before. Really? I think he was a No, Freddie is. Freddie's the old man from the street. Oh, right. One of them. I've got a note here. Because they're they're left in charge outside with massive radios. Because there was Uh, two more there was two more cops came in at the very death. Yeah. Freddy, put your guns away. You okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're right. not introduced because I was massively back. confused by where these two men. Had yeah, come from. I think there's a missing. I think there's a missing scene. Scene deleted <laughs> somewhere. They're introduced as characters and not. Yeah. Um, I'll just wet my whistle. Scene missing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because um, yeah, Flynn falls asleep. It's sunset. Then it's dawn. Then it's nightfall. And then he starts to wake up. Um, so he, I, I'm written down here that he presumably, he presumably 
only sleeps for 36 hours. Hey, that's when you're when you're a hard living man like Richard. <laughs> that's um, the dream. Yeah. Uh, the big monster appears, kills one of the guards Damn. after they after they do some quality radio banter. Yeah, keep on touch on schedule here. and keep your eyes peeled. Capiche? It's dead out <laughs> here. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he gets murdered by the uh, by the little demon uh, mo- puppet, the monster, the demon puppet, and the other one gets attacked by an ice cream van. <laughs> Disjointed glockenspiel music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, a lady appears and it's like, oh, my car has broken She's... down. And despite him being on guard, because it's a lady, he automatically, yeah, and gets stabbed. Yeah, he turns around to Radio Dan, who's already dead, uh, which Dan is a bad idea. And then, yeah. Uh, and that, where did Flynn find these useless fucking cards? But you've answered my question at yep. the supermarket. So that's yep. fine. <laughs> Uh, the old man's head has fallen off as well, so this must be a motive they're going for. They're tired of being known as the slashing cult. They want to be like the beheading cult, which is cool. Um, Terry's inside the building, inside this cabin, and the kitchen door opens, and Princess Anne comes in. <laughs> <laughs> I've written a woman dressed like Vicky from Hello Hello. <laughs> it was the hair. She had Princess <laughs> Anne hair in the in the reflection. Uh, and then she gets all close to him, takes like her robe off and is in bra and pants. And I've got, she looks like Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies. A little bit, yeah. Do it slow. Do it dosimo. <laughs> At this moment, Flynn, who's continuing his waking up routine, lasting several hours, he noticed that, that there's, there's cult boys heading towards the house. Yeah. Uh, so he promptly wanders off in the opposite direction into a forest. <laughs> He's got to go and get his sword, I think. Uh, yeah, because... I think so, but it was just a little bit mad. I mean, I mean, he was he was having a kip next to tons of swords. So yeah, in the sword room. <laughs> the sword room uh... is, is 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 pond that he owns. Yeah. Uh, Terry yeah, witnesses he's... the creepy lady take off a trench coat, nothing but underwear. Yeah, she says that she wants to take him away, and then uh, it uh, goes yeah, on for quite some time. Powerless to resist her, and then it gets all a bit sirensy um, yeah. because he's he's macking on her. Lovely. Um, while Richard is outside doing sword fights with people. There was a lovely little bit where he puts his dressing gown hood up and he pretends <laughs> yeah. to be a cult boy. Uh, he meets a demon and then just starts stabbing. Yeah, stab, <laughs> he takes stab, everything stab. in his stride. That's my favourite thing about him. Nothing bothers him. That's what happens when you only sleep two minutes a day. <laughs> um, he falls into the lake uh, during during one of the fights and he's, he's, he comes out like the sword being lifted by the Lady of the Lake from the thingy. Um, he comes into the room and goes, no, Terry! And it turns out that um, the sexy lass has got a butterface. Um, <laughs> I, I still it. would. I've, just got, I've, got the, I've got the weirdest boner right now. It's like, it's like when the lights come up at the end of the disco. <laughs> uh, Eddie comes to save him. They do some fighting. Uh, Eddie gets pinned to the ground and is being strangled. And Terry sees a kitchen knife on the side in the draining rack. And instead of picking it up and stabbing her, he runs away, has a crisis crisis of confidence, (laughs) goes, hmm, no, maybe I should help Eddie, and rushes her into the I was just going to go and, you know, cut up some bread. (laughs) I can't, the breadboard's full of guns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, he pushes her onto this knife, and it turns out she was made of electric all along. (laughs) She explodes, or he's sent to some sort of hell dimension. Eddie gets up and is like, phew, thanks, kid. And then a, a, a monk 
wraps rope around his neck. And I'm like, this guy's fucking neck. His, his neck goes through some punishment in this film. Yeah. So when, um, so meanwhile, Flynn is thrashing about in a lake, eventually manages to get back inside. Sweaty Excalibur. Uh, yeah. Eddie's there on the floor, having been garroted. He shakes him awake because that's how anyone does anything. Slap, slap. Terry is gone. Um, they've taken him. And they then it cuts to the the mouth of the cave, and uh, yeah, the, there's right. like a few scenes missing at this point. I was massively confused. One one thing I'd like to point out is that these are police officers, right? Um, Eddie and the two dead ones, they're police officers. If I was in witness protection, I wouldn't want these people in charge of it because <laughs> Henry Hill, we would never have got a good fellas, would we? Because he'd have been murdered, they'd have just put a big sign on him saying "informer," but like moved him into like the fucking hell's kitchen or something. You'd be fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, annoyed me because they're supposed to be good at their jobs. Mm. Yeah, we're now sort of hurtling towards the last half hour of this film where the shit last, gets real. And the last twenty-five minutes of it is a fight scene. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking that this bit would take, you know, like no time at all to watch and just write notes down. And I ended up taking about three hours over the last... Because it's very visually rich. Is um, it, though? Is it? Um, yes, yeah. it is. We're, we're in the spooky uh, they, layer well, now. They, they go to the mouth of that cave and they've got one of those bleepy wire detector things. And that's how they discovered where the cave was. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> yeah, Flynn orders Eddie to... C4 the entire ridge. <laughs> I mean, I've tried that in a nightclub, didn't get far. Big chupacabra vibes from this as well. I mean, I have issues with how they set up the explosives, to be honest. What, in advance? And then it just. No, no, yeah. they set it up, but then they also put like a minute delay timer on it. Yeah. They do then say, um, just give us the give us the whistle. Give us the whistle and we'll do it. And he's like, okay, it, yes. But if, if he had to be out of there, why not just have a plunger detonator? Why would you need a minute? I know, period? yeah. Yeah. But didn't they didn't have sense. any then. Yeah. No, they at the shop. Couldn't yeah. pick one up at the liquor and happiness shop or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, Terry and, and Angela. <laughs> Terry and Angela, they're on the slab way down below in the heart of the cave. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I just put Flynn goes his, oh, he's down still well. alive. Why? Um, they've not fixed the bridge, the rickety bridge from last time because the it, bit that it's fell still off, hanging in twenty still, years still on. Missing. Yeah, it's an astonishing work. Yeah, the, at this point, there's lots. The establishing shot problem that they've got with this that's been inherent through the entire film goes into overdrive because we see establishing shots of rocks, the bridge, rocks again, bridges again, Flynn wandering about, rocks, bridges, Flynn, Flynn. That looking. gargoyle's head that's on the wall. <laughs> yeah. We cut to that quite a bit, and it doesn't even do anything. No, but he's got a Kalashnikov with him this time and he isn't fucking about. Um, yeah, the magic he sees, Kalashnikov. He sees him, uh, the main guy, uh, what was he, Arkham sees him and he goes, destroy him! And then this 20-minute fight sequence begins. With now, now it's with the rock, the bridge again, a dagger being lowered, Flynn running about, rocks, bridges, that demon head on a wall. Yeah, it's like that for the next half yeah. an hour. And the music all confusing. the way through this is like something out of Disney's Fantasia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's oddly not fight music worthy. No. It, it's very strange. Uh Richard a lot of starts it is shooting the fuck out of everyone at this point. Shooting wildly with his useless gun. Useless, I've put, because it's not killing anyone. That's the point, isn't it? They can keep coming back. I think that's the point. Yeah, he has to slash him with his sacred sword. Yeah. I don't know whether it, like, you have to respawn in a different room and then come back, or it's where you drop. I don't know. I thought they should do a lot more with that, and then they never did. No, so you only see cult boys go down. Why not have Sister Wendy 
bless his fucking bullets. Easy. Very, very good suggestion. Yeah, I don't know whether you can. Mm, I don't Holy know. hand grenade. Holy hand grenade. Yeah. <laughs> I got serious. Um, like kind of that film that uh, they're watching in the Goonies when they're tied up. Uh, vibes from this, uh, and I'm hoping James, you're going to tell us inspired old swashbuckling <laughs> films of the fifties a little bit later on. I'm guessing it's not. Um, No, with that face, it ain't. (laughs) It's inspired by a Steve Barkett fever dream, I think. (laughs) Um, There's a dagger man. He drops his dagger and then starts attacking with a sort of pickaxe at one bit. Uh, And then he gets gets shoved over to the chasm that the bridge is over and then just decides to leap in. Um, Everybody does this. They just love the lava, I think. They're like (laughs) those imps from uh, Dungeon Keeper. Just love to go in it. Um... Stop dying, you cowards. Um, <laughs> and then there's a bit I'm willing where he... to save, send wave after wave of men. <laughs> of my men. Uh, he shoots a man so hard, his skin and then his head falls off. Yeah, I like that. I like that bit a lot. That was good. Uh, he's got cheat mode on because he's never running out of bullets. And yet early on, that was a big problem that he had. Yes. Uh, now, he goes for a long time he switches to sword and starts battling people because he runs out of bullets and then later on he's got the kalashnikov back yeah <laughs> his dm's turned encumbrance off yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't understand why he went to swords um this um there's a <laughs> people start falling into the lava uh once to the left once to the right and i thought it just reversed that shot no 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 one in the middle one upside down in the middle <laughs> I think that's a Steelers wheel lyric, isn't it? <laughs> I, I'd have some gummies watching this. Was that lava vibrating or was I wasted? <laughs> <laughs> it was a very thin layer of lava. But uh, it's not going to happen to Flynn. He gets a chain or a rope or something and he goes to like glide across the lava. There's three clips of him gliding across that lava interspersed with establishing shots of the lava. <laughs> this is where we are now. This it's is where, 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 where is it credited? Where is the lava credited in the... Uh... <laughs> The After the stairs, it's like <laughs> it's like Revenge of the Sith somehow worse. Um, <laughs> I've written, I have the high ground. <laughs> uh, loads more sword fighting goes on. He's stabbing people left, right, and center. Uh, two lads appear. They whip him. They whip him good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. It is an extended whipping scene. <laughs> they whip him somewhat chronic, yeah. Way more than non-union um, Fred Savage got. I was yeah. going to say, a lot more than uh, non-union uh, Henry Caviezel got. Oh, yes. Ah, there you go. That uh, was like a 25-minute scene, wasn't it? That was a bit long and a bit gross. Yeah. They he run across slashed. the bridge and the bridge breaks. That's why yes. he has to use the chain, yep. right? Yeah, that, well, yeah, true, yeah. Because right, he can't get to them because the bridge, that bridge was one day from retirement. <laughs> well, one lucky day. for you, lucky for you, there's more fighting, right? And then he runs across the bridge, so it <laughs> yeah. repairs itself. And there's he's a, a, he's a carpenter yeah. as well, he's a carpenter, I, like Jesus. He gets slashed as well at one point. I think that's before the whipping. I'm not sure, but it wakes up his son Jeffrey Dahmer, who oh, then yeah. starts battling cold boys all yeah. of his own. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He um, sends a few of them skidding into the, into lava, the lava, which looks a, a bit like water that's glowing. Don't and you worry about that. that. Uh, uh, my favourite bit in the, the entire film was when Flynn is like doing shifty eyes and then a cult boy just pops up behind him. <laughs> and like, hello. And then he chops it and it goes all spurty. And then the headless corpse just sort of like walks off gingerly into the distance. That, that scene really needed that um, Kill Bill rip, ripping off the 70s. Woo! Woo! <laughs> yeah. 
sound. It was which um, just fucked everybody's uh, speakers. Yeah, uh, he, it's him. It's it's Richard versus Arkham in a fight over Angela, much yeah. like it was in the. Maybe it's all an allegory for his relationship with Angela when she's married. Maybe this is all. I don't think it is. <laughs> it's a Jacob's Ladder type situation. <laughs> By this point, Flynn has been through some shit. He's been whipped. He's been menaced Stabbed. with a curvy sword and a rapier. <laughs> Regular and straight sword, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and an old log as well at one point. God, no. It, was, it felt a little bit like Blood Fist when Kwong eventually just attacks with like a lead pipe. Like they've just exhausted all, all the available options. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's even been lightly jostled as well by <laughs> uh, before that guy gets that. skewered Next by, his hair by up, Jeffrey Dahmer. His moustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't yeah. chop off his moustache. It was from a lot, so- a lot of hands get cut off as well. A lot of hands yeah. getting chopped off. Plopping Same off hand, I suspect. Yeah, different angles. Yeah, so Arkham says that their new family reunion will be their last. And Flynn tells everybody else to head out of the cave. So they sidle out. Which Slowly. then seems to catch Flynn off guard. He's like, "What? Well, why aren't you walking normally? Sort of expression. And it's showdown time. Dun, dun, dun. Ron's going to fuck him up. Um... First thing he does, lightning powers from Arkham, which he's never displayed before. No. Nope. He shoots some Palpatine lightning out of his hands and hits him, and he falls on the floor. And then that's it. That's like the main bit of the fight. There's no prolonged sword fighting or, you know, like that bit at the end of Under Siege with the cool knife fighting. None of that. Just one electric bolt to the face. He goes over to, to Richard while he's on the floor, and he's he's doing the classic monologuing of like, ha, 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 ha. Uh, Richard stabs him with an electric crucifix. It's, now, it's not even like a pointy-ended crucifix either. He's which... that angry. <laughs> He's got that <laughs> much power behind skin. it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the uh, this causes, technique... as we all know, jabbing somebody with a crucifix causes people to get racked by electricity. Their eyes glow red like Mr. Flibble in that episode of um, <laughs> Red, red Dwarf. Dwarf. And he somehow glows red, but also disappears while also being set on fire and becoming a pile of ashes. Uh, all while going, mother, 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 as well. Uh, this fucking thing, I have no idea. His clothes are on the floor on fire. Uh, Richard looks over at him, like, and then leaves. But the big monster thing appears. Yes. Uh, he screams time. after me, Malcolm, come and get them. <laughs> Malcolm. Um, yeah. Um, Malcolm appears and he's like, ah, and it's some good sort of, I say good, claymation. It's not good. Um, but it's then, like one of them, the only way I can describe it is that it looks like one of those little goblin finger puppet things. It's, That's what it looks like. It's like <laughs> the Jackie Wilson Reap Petite video from 1989. <laughs> it's like someone has taken a few photos of a boglin. <laughs> But it's got a very while slender he's... hand as well, which really amuses me. Well, long, thin hand, long, girly hand. <laughs> while um, Richard turns to fight um, the, the monster, Malcolm the monster, but who should appear? It's only Joseph Pilato, as Guy Zupan. You know, that guy we met 25, 36 minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. He was been doing say, fuck all about it for the last Eddie, years. Eddie yeah. says that he's missing uh, when uh, Madame O gets her head locked off. Uh, oh, okay. they, yeah, they say that he's gone missing, right. which oh, makes right. no sense. He turns up here. Don't know how he got there. Where's he got that shotgun from? Don't know. Oh, Blast away mate. anyway. Um, yeah, fires two shots at Malcolm. Malcolm then turns him into plasticine and pulls him apart. <laughs> I've written here, Joe, looks like your wife's crocheted a uh, <laughs> Joseph Polito, uh, which is then ripped apart. <laughs> I can ask yeah. her. Um, 
I thought that it got all very celebrity deathmatch at this point. Yeah. Yes, very much so. But very they didn't much. even show Joseph Polito going, ah, or anything. They just, like, they had him doing ADR over the top, but not, like, him getting red on him. Didn't make sense. He was, at that point, he was also in the den watching the, uh, watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> Richard says, set the timer off. And Eddie's going, but you're not out yet. And Richard goes, just do it. And I'm like, yeah, you've only got two minutes to get out. Right. So he starts running. This thing's chasing him. He does that classic thing of stopping, waiting for the monster to catch up, and then yeah. continuing to run so they can both be in the same shot. More standing on the bridge that he oh, can't uh, possibly get over. Bridge that fell off and then came back. Establishing shot of some rocks and uh, the Scream. bridge again, probably. Oh, and the rocks uh, and are starting. To, this rocks are starting to fall now. Wobble, and there's this yeah. clock timer that's on 45 fucking seconds. Right <laughs> now, that's not exciting, is it? 45, se- 10 seconds is exciting to get away from somewhere. Four but he's seconds. really fat. I know, but it doesn't even count down in actual time. It takes forever. It's like, you know, in Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where he's running across the field, and then it keeps... Yeah. It's like that. <laughs> and he gets out, and then he gingerly yeah. makes his way down the steps, like, of this thing. Not in any rush, no urgency. Well, he's a little seen version of himself when he does that. <laughs> So it is just genuinely the funniest thing that I've, I think I've ever seen on this podcast. <laughs> Outside of Fatal Deviation, I'll give it that caveat. Why hit the timer from inside when you could just set it to explode? On the, I don't understand. I don't know. This is not edge of the seat excitement. Because even when he's, he's out, he's still got 12 seconds to go. He's well, such yeah. an important character. And also that Malcolm can't get out of the cave structure. Yeah. He's got his little demon hand. He's like, <laughs> but he can't do it. Love so there's me. no risk involved. No. He explodes the cave. Um, that's that. Right? Never mentioned that again. Um, is it Fred Savage? This was the bit I didn't understand. Yes. One of the monks appears again, and I think it's yeah. Fred Savage who got killed before, reappears, yeah. and then gets stabbed again. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. so every armor and Flynn are having a heart to heart. They've all got out. He's got a bit of dust on him. That's the extent of his injuries. He's been whipped, but he kind of liked that. Um, and Angela later. Lynn says, oh, I'm all right. And then slaps, slaps Jeffrey Dahmer a little bit too hard on the face, which is supposed to be affectionate. And then uh, Brian, I assume it's Brian, just emerges with this blood-curdling battle cry, which I've written down as... You should have said I could have cut that. We could have had that. <laughs> I thought I sort of so uh, transcribed it down perfectly well. He can have... Um... <laughs> <laughs> it is a bit like that. He somehow gets impaled on his own sword. I can work yeah, out how that I think happened. he trips him up. You know, you're more likely to hurt yourself there's, while he's bleeding out. I've written this whole entire music is like Bernard Herrmann's Psycho score if it was used in the film where all the characters were marionettes. Because <laughs> there's like a do do do. But it's after like he's died, and then it just stops. It goes do 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 like that, and it just like stops on a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> While he's bleeding out, uh, Richard says to him, and if you ever think of coming back, we'll be ready for you. And, and, and your man's like, what did you just say? Oh, I just told him off. Why did Eddie think that there'd be wisdom there in his, in his words? To the, <laughs> oh, what did you say to him? I called him a prick. <laughs> 
with a with yeah. a uh, with a line like that, I could be a cool action hero. It all gets very North Korean state TV at this point because Eddie and Terry out. look on while there's a rainbow behind them, yeah. and yeah. Flynn and, and Angela have a nice kiss, do a deep kiss, and it and ends. Eddie's uh, Eddie Eddie's line is, uh, "Hey kid, looks like all your troubles are over." No, mate, because here comes the leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the film. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed Fuck this. It out. There's so much going on, and when you consider most weeks, there's so little going on. This week, I, it's all <laughs> happening. I mean, I it's felt... mostly that bridge, but bridge, <laughs> I like the rock, bridge. cleft. <laughs> Um, I, I'm going to give this a seven. Uh, no, sorry, we're doing thingies, aren't we? Uh, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no actual rating system even on the regular show now. Yeah, all right, yeah, I, I'm going to give this uh, two golden puppet hands. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I was going to go with a slender hand as well, a golden <laughs> slender hand. Well, in that in that case, I'm going to give it uh, three strong hands, child. <laughs> yeah, as you say, it was like it was. As entertaining as Fatal Deviation, but didn't have the charm no. of that. The, the so, yeah, last draw a line sequence there. took far too long. The yeah, last fight I would scene argue was... that there's so much going on in comparison to anything we've watched, or anything I've watched yes. with you guys, because there's been, like, nothing. It's just been silence and just <laughs> fucking faces and establishing shots, and there's plenty of establishing shots in this, but, yeah, there's lots happening. But there's lots of karate and violence. Who doesn't love that? And guns. And yeah, and some cheeky boobies. And, yeah, yeah. But you didn't. But no boobies. Not a single boob. Not a single nipple. Nope. No. I don't think so. Anyway. No, there was ladies in lingerie, and the there was lady... a sex scene. But I think that no, you didn't it was like, it was all sort of like. No, no, she was right she was teddied up. Yeah, she was teddied yeah. Up she did this though, which was weird because I've never known a woman do that ever. Uh, that's not a thing that ever. You've ever you've happens. not you've not pressed the right button. There's a there's ah. a there's a switch in the back, Joe. You do that, and then they speak Spanish, and they do that. Yeah. <laughs> Was that Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> So that was Empire of the Dark, 1990, or The Evil Knight, it was It was also called, or Dark Knight, not or... That one. Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> evil Dark Knight, Dark Evil Knight, Empire of the Dark Evil Knight. It was the same dead, year dead as... Dave, uh, everyone is, everyone is dead, Dave. <laughs> it was released in the same year that uh, the, the New Zealand Navy started, uh, stopped giving out free rum, and there was something <laughs> called was Singing the Revolution. <laughs> It was also the same year as Blood Fist 2 and The Alienator. Wow. So there you go. He was knocking these out then, weren't he? Yeah. Sequel to 1987's Empire of the Sun. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Needs more Christian Bale. <laughs> uh, no budgetary information for this one. Couldn't find anything. So I instead I looked up, because I felt sorry for that bridge, I think. I looked up Armoured Vehicle Launch Bridges. AVLBs. Uh, apparently, they're just shy of $800,000, but you have to supply your own bridges. But it'll make a bridge for you across something, a fjord. Oh. What? How? Uh, it just, uh, you, you put your, you have to supply your own bridge, as I said before. You stack Any that on bridge. top of it. Yeah, and it just sort of like unveils it for you. It like spreads a bridge out across it. about you, madman? <laughs> the technology's been around for, I'm going to say, about 50 years now to cross a bridge. I'm talking about like an army crossing the bridge. Right? Yeah. What, you can, what, so do you just stack wood on it? Am I paying <laughs> You can't put what you want on it and it'll make a bridge for bridge. you. I don't understand.
You have to make. You have to get a bridge. You have to get the sluts for a bridge. I've got to provide a bridge. Oh and shit! You know, I've not. I've not done a lot of research into this. You've done I've got to provide. <laughs> right. Let me get this straight. I've got to provide a bridge, and then I pay eight hundred thousand, and this robot pulls the ribbon off the bridge and reveals it to everyone. <laughs> pulls the ribbon. Yeah, like a robotic David Copperfield. <laughs> got a chain made it's of gold the, It's called the M60 AVLB, right? It's in the US Army. Oh. It's an armoured armored vehicle launch bridge. And I was trying to look up... I spent most of my try, time trying to figure out how long it would take for it to construct a bridge, but it didn't say. Does it, so does it, have, a, does it have a don't ask, don't build a bridge policy? <laughs> fine, <laughs> it is the fine. American all Army, right. after all. It's armoured launch. It implies that it's firing bridges. <laughs> <laughs> You get a bridge, you get a bridge, <laughs> everyone gets a fucking bridge. Uh, okay. We should have brought this for urban warfare. So. <laughs> this is going to be the new tiny hands, isn't it? I, I've not done a ton of research into this, but it will make a bridge for you anywhere you want. Okay. I, I looked at world's most expensive bridges, but it stranding. didn't help. I know there's Historic... no problem of bridge being, bridges being stolen in places well, like go. India and so like they, they steal the steel off them to weigh the bridge in. Bridge people. By yeah. trolls. <laughs> trolls are now facing, you know, homelessness. <laughs> uh, historical European martial arts, or HEMA, they have a centre in Glasgow, and if you pay £25 per hour, they'll give you private tuition on broadswords. But they wouldn't tell me if their tutors were prepared to become intimate. <laughs> are you mixing that up with the uh, the Glaswegian art of fuck you? <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. It probably is intermixed with sort of glassing somebody in the face as well. And then lastly, I also found that the most expensive sword ever sold uh, was sold for six million pounds. I think actually no. Hang on. It's one of the most expensive swords. I don't. I think Napoleon's sword is the most expensive sword ever sold, and this is six million dollars. The 15th century Nazarene period ear dagger, which I was hoping was a dagger that you actually just pull out of yeah. your ear, but it looks like a pair of ears. So there you go. Was Napoleon's sword um, like one third vanilla, one third strawberry, and one third chocolate? It was advertised as a lot shorter than the regular swords, but it turns out that was average for the swords <laughs> at the time. <laughs> So tell my go. wife anyway. Um, anyway. I don't know what the budget for this film was, but it was mostly the same one. scene over and over again. Yeah. So, uh, Actually, I, I was thinking about this. I think Steve Barkett is just probably one of those people that knows people in the business because he's done loads of acting himself. We saw him last time on Dinosaur Island where he played a soldier. Um, he, was, he wrote, directed, and starred in it as... Mr. Flynn. Uh, he was also the editor as well, despite having absolutely no competency for it. Wow, but, yeah. that would explain some of the weird cuts. And yes. also, when they're talking to Madam uh, Madam Molester, they literally just cut off half of her sentence. Yeah, it, it has a very big taffin vibe about that bit. Does that he, only explain yeah. some of the weird cuts? Yes, also the rest of it was artistic choice, not just incompetent. Uh, Mr. Japan, played by Joseph Pilato. He died in 2019, but he was in Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Pulp Fiction, and Alienator. He was uh, Tech 2, which I think uh, is one of those people in the background of the water purification place. Oh, okay. Not yeah. in charge of any buttons. I hope not. Is, is Tech 2 not a uh, semi-average uh, software house? I mean, it probably, it probably is. <laughs> Uh, he was also in the Demolitionist uh, as Boxer. I don't, I can't remember a Boxer being in Demolitionist. Was there a dog in it? He might have been that. <laughs> uh, maybe. Ghost uh, dog. He was, also, <laughs> he was also in something called The Last Seduction 2 in 1999, which I thought undermines <laughs> the integrity of the first seduction. 
<laughs> Super last deduction for real proper this time. Final JPEG <laughs> on his cuff. Uh, Arkham was played by veteran actor Richard Harrison. Big 60s star, apparently. Lots of Italian gladiator films and spaghetti westerns. His strongest like claim to fame. Films. Strongest claim to fame was turning down the role in Fistful of Dollars, which went to Clint Eastwood. Um, and so many ninja films. Uh, oh. I'll just take one as an example. Ninja Strike Force, 1988. Gordon the Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a punk song about that. <laughs> uh, learns from his master that the ancient sword he carries carries a great power locked within it. Should the leaders of the five ninja cl- clans be killed, his power would grow to become an absolutely invincible force. And uh, yes, it is spelled that way. Uh, after sharing this knowledge, however, his master is killed by an evil black ninja clan. Gordon must now seek out the remaining clan masters and warn them of the approaching danger before it's too late. And there's, there's about, I think I counted somewhere in the region of about 15 of these films. Oh, like, uh, like going, the American Ninja ones, yeah. Yeah, there's about eight Special Ninja Force, uh, yeah. Ninja 7, Return the ninja, of the, the ninja. ninja Squad, Ninja Terminator. The Magnificent Ninja 7, yeah. Frankenstein's uh, Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Terry, or Jeffrey Dahmer, as we've been calling him throughout this, as Christopher Barkett, Steve Barkett's actual son. Mother! Ah, One moustache between them. That'll learn you. (laughs) He also appears in Steve Barkett's other film, The Aftermath. So the Nautilus Film Company, it was that lurid uh, thing at the start. Uh, That is, I think, Steve Barkett's production company that only ever produced one film other than this. Only things for Steve Barkett. (laughs) Yeah, The Aftermath was the other one. Pear Tree Productions, yeah. Uh, so he's in that. Uh, Angela was Tara Hendrickson, who is American, but with Swedish and Peruvian ancestry, who's performed with Prince twice and works with films to come up with new languages and dialects and stuff like that. And oh, was clearly okay. absolutely wasted in this film. Yeah, that's pretty cool. something... They always say these things on IMDb, but these things are always written before you're um, tw- 20, 23 and in or whatever it's called. You know, before you send off a bit of your old spit on the internet. No, she is, <laughs> and they she come is back on and stuff. Say... <laughs> She's credited as, as doing stuff. She was also like Edith Piaf in like an Edith Piaf what? How? In, um, oh, what's it called? With the Bendy Uppy Road, Road thing. I have no idea what you're talking about here. You've lost like, me. Not in, uh, Road, Inception. Inception, oh, right. where the road yeah, yeah. ends up and everything. Yeah, yeah. She did a lot of work with, um, I think, Edith Piaf's voice imitating that in the film or something. I don't know. What? Um, yeah. Okay. It's stuff that we can't even comprehend. I'm still and thinking also... about the bridge launcher. <laughs> Well, no, there, there's, a, there's a bridge in uh, Inception. It's a bridge inside a bridge. Inside a bridge. <laughs> she was also in Deadly Ransom, 1998. A wealthy banker and his daughter are kidnapped by a gang of thugs. The girl's boyfriend, who also serves in the special units of the US Navy, is in possession of particular psychic powers. It will be thanks to these powers that he will discover the place where the two were abducted. <laughs> Two weeks from now, boys. <laughs> special There's unit. your connection. I, I don't want to be in the special unit of the US Army. <laughs> Take out your circle. They're the ones paper. that look after the bee in the cellar. And the last fact for this, uh, Academy Award winner Robert Stromberg also helped out with this film. He's done stuff in terms of Avatar and Maleficent, and he created the series of matte paintings and miniatures that we use throughout the film. Oh, okay. The matte paintings are good. Yeah. They are Very good. Very good. Yeah. I like They're good. Um, yeah. They are good, but then, again, they are of a man showing off his own head. 
and some unhappy people but a happy octopus was another scene and then satan just looking a bit bored but they were very technically well done yes so there we go and it was him thanks to him robert stromberg and there we go so that was uh yeah steve barkett productions presents steve barkett in <laughs> he's a menace reviews uh, i've only done one this week because everything that i found for it was either like falsely claiming it as the greatest film ever made in a sarcastic way or saying it was shit and it isn't so i went down straight down the middle and um, we got uh bands about movies 18 with their review everything you should love the aftermath was, I believe, the shining career moment of auteur Steve Barkett. But man, I was wrong. So very, very wrong. I refer to Barkett in that review as someone that, well, we've done other reviews, that looks like every stepfather in the late 70s and early 80s. The kind of guy that takes you fishing, even though you don't really want to go, and says things like, I really care about your mother, and you don't have to call me dad unless you want to. While at night, you ball your fists up and sob hot, wet, hot, wet tears while he and your beloved mother act out the next 10 pages in dr alex comforts the joy of sex can we get him on this podcast (laughs) this one takes place nine years later so just imagine you he's been your stepdad a while things went weird but kind of you kind of bonded and your mom is dead now and he still wants to be in your life but has gone full conspiracy theory this would be the hero of this tale richard flynn who really does maybe have a son in the play oh who does oh wow have a maybe son in this played by his real son it's all about a woman cooking a demon lord with a detective who doesn't seem all that smart but there you go that's the world of empire of the dark the end of it all is that angela the love of our hero's life is about to be killed as is her son by godfrey ho's multi-xerox actor richard harrison <laughs> So Richard makes the choice, saves the kid, and lives with it. A few years later, possibly 20, uh, we have a demon slasher on the loose and Angela coming to Richard in his dreams. What follows is pure scum magic. As the grocery store from Cobra gets ripped off, Joe Palato shows up with his guts unchoked upon and his hair frosted white and his ability to overact still in place. <laughs> Ninja demon Satan worshippers attack at will. Every woman wants a moustache ride from our amply proportioned ex-cop bounty hunter stepdad leading man. Sword fights and training montages. More women wanted to taste up that free oat dust laden poon broom on Richard's mug. <laughs> Puppet demons, priests blessing guns, head lobbing, and all long dead lovers coming back from the other side. And you can only imagine what problems this causes for social security and taxes because just changing your married name is enough of a trouble. My God, I, this I movie that, is actually. wonderful. It's as if in the intervening decade, Barkett dreamed of making something dorkier than his first movie. And by all that's bad in movies, he did it. And I love him for it. I wish he made 50 more of these films. <laughs> but the two he did get out there still have the power to destroy human minds. I kind of want to watch The Aftermath now. I'm thinking that. <laughs> it's Barkett month, boys. <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought, right, because, like, is, is she 20 years older? Because I'm fairly sure Jeffrey Dahmer says she looks the same as when I died. So he's aged 20 years, but she's 20 years younger still. So that's going to be weird, isn't it? It is, yeah. I think somebody did mention on another review, I don't understand how the family dynamics are going to work. Yeah. Oh, also, like, yeah, the fact that she's come back to life. And, yeah, how's that going to work um, with? There's a tab for that on Pornhub. <laughs> Yeah, because even conservatively, she's going to be 10 years older than her son. It is America. Yeah. <laughs> hi <laughs> On that note, in conclusion, that was 1990's Empire of the Dark. 
gentlemen, your favourite lines from the film. Does she suspect anything? No! <laughs> Malcolm! <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Richard, save my son! <laughs>